Well, hello, and welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Jeff Baumgartner, a senior editor at Light Reading. Hey, Jeff. Brian Wachowski, great to be here. I lead product and strategy at Machine Q, a Comcast company focused on enterprise IoT solutions. Great. Well, hey, Brian, thanks for uh, joining the podcast. Good to have you here. Yeah, so today we're going to be diving into the world of, uh, I don't know, do we still call it, is it enterprise IoT? What's the, the right, how would you, what's the right way to categorize this? Naming is always a struggle in my career, and I, I wish we could come up with something a little snappier, but um, enterprise is what's sticking, and it's always important yeah. to kind of differentiate it as different from smart home, which is um, right. you know a, a good analogy, but very different in terms of how businesses are looking at using IoT. Right. Well, it's definitely a category that we've been following, or a category that's been growing, and something I've tried to keep an eye on, I think, since... Machine Q entered the fray, I guess it was in 2016, if I was looking back, I think that's, so we're coming up on the, you know, eight, coming up on a decade here in a couple of years. So uh, it's been in the, the market for a while. So maybe for, for people who don't know everything about Machine Q, uh, I thought it'd be a good place to start. Just give us the quick overview and an update on the company and its focus. Um, I think in the past, like we said, we've called it Enterprise IoT with a big focus on LoRaWAN uh, and other connectivity technologies, but uh, I know the business has been evolving. So yeah, if you can just get us up to speed on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I hadn't thought of Machine Q as being a decade old yet, and that, that's an exciting milestone. So, so thanks yeah. for teeing that up. Sure. So we, yeah. we, you know, Machine Q, we're, we, we've started and we're, we're really focused on how do we build platform and services that make it easy for enterprises, developers, enthusiasts to connect IoT for businesses. And that includes devices, network infrastructure, all the way down to doing physical installs uh, using the heft of Comcast behind us. And on that journey, um, you know, we build a very solid platform that, that makes that very efficient to do that. And over the last two years, we've, we've, we've adjusted our strategy to really focus on end-to-end -end solutions that are very tailored towards specific verticals. Um, you know, the, the three target verticals for us today where we've gotten a lot of traction in our investing are food and beverage, so restaurant management, uh, pharma and health, um, really focused on lab operations, how, how scientists are creating new pharma, pharmaceuticals and biotechnologies. And then the other vertical is hospitality. Um, and, and we've seen lots of traction there in terms of adopting new technologies uh, to manage hotels. And, and the pandemic has really accelerated um, you know, adoption of those technologies across all those verticals. You know, so for right. us, we're, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, how, now with the focus on those markets, so how does that kind of differ from the earlier approach, uh, you know, with to the market, I guess? Because I think in the past, there were some, some other kind of applications, like different types of monitoring, even out like, uh, uh, like checking like plants and water levels and things mm -hmm. like that. I mean, th this is going back a bit, but. You've got, you've got a great memory, Jeff. So we, yeah. as I referred to, the, the, the platform that we have, we, we would, with anybody that wanted to connect a device, particularly over LoRaWAN, we can help them do that. And that's still a, a core part of our business. And we have some good examples of partner companies that are, are getting success and scale um, using our services to do that. Um, so on top of that business, you know, we've built those verticalized solutions. And so the vision is we'll continue to invest in first-party solutions where we're doing the hardware, the user experience, the alerting, data analytics, et cetera. But we'll also bring certain partners into those verticals where it makes sense. 
Um, you know, good example of that is you know hospitality. Uh, we we led with a rapid response button service that allows staff to alert when there's a duress or a safety situation. Um, kind of a unique. Uh, solution that's been um, getting traction due to regulatory forces and other and other demands by 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 housekeeping, but we brought in a partner a company called Spada that has a unique bed bug detection tool. So the attraction for them is yeah. they can use our platform, but then we can also help cross sell their products to our our selected verticals and our, our large customer base that we have through our Comcast relationships. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. I did see the news about the bed bugs, right? <laughs> so yeah, so how does that? How does that work? Great, because obviously um, sure. that would be something uh, if you're in the hospitality group, you'd want to keep pretty good tabs on. So, yeah. uh, I mean, it, it sounds like a pretty <laughs> novel approach, you know, but uh, explain that a little bit. I thought that was kind of an interesting use case. Sure. I mean, we, we continue to define interesting, novel you know, requests from customers and, you know, our, our, our sales vertical lead had this request from a specific ownership group. We said, bed bugs, you know, we haven't seen anything specifically, but let us look. And, you know, within a day, we found a company uh, based in the UK uh, that was founded. One of the founders was an entomologist that, that was studying how do you detect bugs. And they had productized this interesting hardware solution to do exactly that, detect bed bugs. And so the way it works is they, they develop bait that attracts the bed bugs. And the hardware that they built uh, is very uh, inobtrusive. It slides under the mattress and using um, that bait, it attracts the bed bugs and it has a little optical sensor. And when a bed bug triggers that sensor, it'll take that image, it'll chunk out the frames, send it over our network using LoRaWAN, piece it together in the cloud, and they'll run an algorithm to say, is this a bed bug or not? And, it, and then if they get a hit, they'll actually have a professionally trained person validate it and then alert the hotel to that, uh, that potential issue. Um, so again, we, we continue to see novel solutions like this, and this is one of the more interesting ones we've encountered over the recent months. But it's a real product and really strong traction in Europe, and we're, we're excited to, to help um, move it along here in the U.S. Right. Interesting. So are you um, – that was Machine Q International then? Are you um, – uh, yeah, business, uh, you know, North America across the pond then? We we've been North American focused, based you know mm -hmm. our, our history being part of Comcast and focusing on on U.S. companies, but almost most of our customers are multinational and and they they're making the investment with us, kind of U.S. first, but with the assumption that we're going to move globally. So over the past year, and it's, it's a real focus for us in the last few quarters is is internationalizing our hardware. There there's some challenges with with RF and and how it works in different parts of the globe, and we're making those investment to to port that hardware, certify it in in all those local countries, and and support internationally. So that's uh, it, it's it's a challenging thing to be able to export and import devices in a multitude of companies globally, but we're we're, we're making that investment and and fully committed. Okay, and I wanted to ask you a quick question about uh, Machine Q's relationship with Comcast. Right, so are you a wholly owned unit of Comcast or do you tie into like the Comcast business organization? Uh, wholly owned. And we were uh, started through an organization that you're probably familiar with called Strategic Development that, that I've been a part of from, for a long time that helps found and build nurture businesses that are kind of outside or orthogonal to the core. You know, a good example was was Xfinity Mobile was built there. I'd started when when X1 was a, a small project back in the day. Um, so we're kind of given oh, wow, the, the, those the, days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Comcast Converge products probably rings a bell. Stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, a, it was yeah. a fun project for sure. Glad to be a part of it. Um, but that mentality of, of kind of having folks outside of the core focus on innovative areas is the spirit of the group. And, and that's, we've been lucky to have that, you know, IOT has been, is a very dynamic space and we've been lucky the company sees the long game and has, has invested us to, to keep growing the business. Um, so we're, we're, I would say we look at Comcast Business as our, our very, very big brother. Um, we're very tightly aligned with with their leadership, you know, especially our sales team. So we we continue to collaborate with them. How do we find the best path forward for enterprise IT? There's there's so many facets of it, and we're we're doing one segment. How do we complement what they're doing? How do we be a natural extension of their business and and collaborating on on partners, partner um, potential opportunities? But I, I'd say the biggest one. You know, it's a huge differentiator for us, and you know, it's probably true for a lot of the listeners that maybe are in the cable spaces. Because we're part of Comcast, and we can deploy nationally uh, using our technicians and our, our, our relationships, and even globally now, it, it's a huge thing. And and as simple as maybe IoT is has become in many ways, the the promise that you can put a trained technician on site to deploy a gateway, to deploy a sensor, to make sure everything's installed and rep and warranted is, is a huge thing. So it's we're we're very grateful to be part of Comcast. Yeah, and is there any uh, col- uh, maybe collaboration opportunities with with Comcast Business? Because I imagine there's got to be some customers that there could be some overlap, or maybe some candidates for Machine Q that are working with com- uh, Comcast Business. Maybe some uh, some ways to work together. Oh, hundred um, percent of those those verticals I mentioned that we're focused on food and beverage and and hospitality. Those are those are huge investment and strong areas for for Comcast business. And uh, the way that we really got our start in that business, it, especially food and beverages, is, is through that partnership. Um, we we as a, a smaller entity that wasn't part of a big organization, getting your foot in the door and being seen as as plausible at, at the scale that some of these multinationals are looking for, very difficult. Uh, but Comcast Business can open those doors, and the collaboration that you know and belief that hey, if you're a major enterprise customer, you you're already relying on kind of your lifeblood of your your connectivity, your Wi-Fi, et cetera, from Comcast Business. It's a very natural extension to think that you can rely on on Comcast for for IoT services. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, we could collaborate on accounts, looking to kind of align product roadmaps and uh, find those opportunities to build build um, new accounts together. Right, and you're not uh, Machine Q is not limited. Obviously, not limited by the uh, like the traditional Comcast cable footprint, right? I mean, you like you said, you've got multinational companies. You know, they're 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 they operate in and outside of. Um, Comcast footprint, right? So, so you're, I mean, it's a national, international company, right? You're, yeah, you're not, uh, yeah, that, that's not a, uh, a limitation, I guess. Yeah. No, it, it, it's, it's certainly, um, the, the relationships are strongest where we have, you know, historic cable footprint, but we're, we're not limited in that fashion. Um, yeah. The, uh, especially because Comcast business has invested to, you know, support national and global clients over the last few years, we're able to take advantage of all that work and investment. Okay. Now I know we talked a little bit about LoRaWAN. I think in the past, uh, you know, we we always talk about it as a uh, long reach, low bandwidth, low power technology. So is that still Machine Q's like go to uh, for IoT and monitoring everything that you're doing, um, or are you also agnostic in the sense that you know you can also support other types of technologies depending? on the application? And, and if so, you know, are there some examples where you can maybe have kind of a, a blended approach? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Laura Wan, we continue to see um, huge opportunities for the tech. Um, it, it certainly isn't our sole focus, but we we see it as the as as a backbone of what we do. And you know, an example I can give is we you know over the last few years, for one major client, we deployed in eleven thousand restaurants across the U.S. and Canada. Um, and that means one of our our technicians put one of our gateways in their in their back closet or where the manager you know has a it works or where the IT panel is, and. And then across that restaurant footprint, we deployed our LoRaWAN sensor, the MQ Flex, to monitor all their fridge and freezers, anywhere from 10 to 15, depending on the, the outfit of the restaurant. Across those 11,000 restaurants, only 10 needed a second gateway because the RF is, is so good. And in those 10 instances, it was because they were kind of a unique corporate footprint or office building where their back of house was on like a different floor. So it's really, really efficient and, and we've seen it be very scalable. So we, we continue to, to see tons of value there. Um, what we've learned though, is as people get more complicated, there's more innovation in IoT. LoRaWAN, it serves a, a really good need. If you think about any kind of sensoring that requires a battery, and you want it to live a long time and be as efficient as possible, it's a great tool. But we we moved into the asset tracking space a few years ago. And so we're thinking, you know, smaller and smaller form factors, you're tracking um, devices that could be expensive down to very, you know, small devices that could be hundreds of dollars. It, it had to get cheaper, more efficient. And so we leveraged BLE, Bluetooth Low Energy, to launch that product. And we've, we've kind of combined the best attributes in LoRa and Bluetooth to deliver that. Um, we can, we've used LTE in a few installations. Um, we're looking at uh, other high bandwidth applications, Wi-Fi, ultra wideband. So we're, we're, we've moved on to be more of a broader portfolio, but um, continue to see Laura having a ton of value and upside for a lot of different customer use cases. Okay, great. And we talked a little bit earlier about the, the focus on specific verticals like life sciences and pharma, hotel and hospitality, restaurants. Um, how does uh, or does you know smart city applications fit into your portfolio or your plans, right? Because there, there's a lot of there's a lot of different aspects of smart cities, right? It's a pretty broad category. It still mm -hmm. feels like you know a machine queue that would have a a fit somewhere in there. But um, uh, just kind of curious, like what your you know how smart cities fits in. Yeah, I mean, as Jeff, as you as you might remember, you know, when we were getting started, Machine Q, Smart Cities was a huge focus, lots of yeah. interest, um, lots of interesting use cases, and what we found being in the space for a few years that existing technologies solved a lot of the challenges there when it comes to RF and that's, that's existing Wi-Fi networks, LTE, et cetera. And while Laura had value to add, we just saw more value in other parts of the market. And that's just really focused on enterprise kind of campus-based opportunities where you'd have significant density of, of, of IoT devices in a given area. So it's just, you know, a newer company trying to kind of prove scale and, and get, you know, show a path to, to to profitability within Comcast, we, we we change focus and just focus exclusively on that enterprise market. Um, I'm not saying we couldn't revise it in the past, and and as you said, smart cities could be, you know, metering, street lighting, but it could be mixed use development, could be sports stadiums, and and we are doing things there. We just haven't focused specifically on the municipal market in a few years. Okay, all right, good. And then, um, you know, I think you had identified a lot of different types of services and applications that you're you're working on um, what, what's what are some things on kind of the to-do list or things that are being asked for for you 
uh, for machine Q to do and, and uh, maybe tied into that, uh, you know, how does that maybe fit into what's on the roadmap mm-hmm. for the company? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, great question. What, what we've, our, our strategy within the verticals we target is, is lead with a hero use case. So have something that has you know, proven ROI, has a lot of stakeholders within an organization, and, and has a clear utility uh, for those, those verticals. And in that case, food and beverage, it's been digital temp sensing for food safety and, and workforce automation. Um, hospitality was a rapid response button I mentioned. Pharma, it's asset tracking. And so that, that helps um, kind of open the door, get people testing, get us in the pilot stage. But the belief um, in, in working with us is really around the platform play. And that's, that's two things. One, that we're bringing first-party solutions to bear, and we're continuing to invest in those. But we're also bringing an ecosystem of partners and, and, and other technologies. And that's because we're working with LoRaWAN, Bluetooth Low Energy, that are open standard-based um, technologies. That, 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 that's, there's, there's, there's lots to be drawn from there. Um, so when we think about our roadmap, it's expanding our hardened offerings for each of those verticals. Um, so in the case of food and beverage, we're, we're, we, we're very confident in our, our digital temp sensing, but we're adding um, utility monitoring. How can we help restaurants reduce their utility spend? Um, inventory management is another example. Um, how do they manage disparate SKUs, back of house, distribution centers, et cetera? Um, within pharma, it's been asset utilization, all the expensive machinery they have, how is it being used? How do they make smarter choices about acquiring assets going further down the line? So number one is, is expanding those offerings. Um, you know, number two was, is I mentioned earlier, is international. That's a big effort behind that. And how do we get all of our things working harmoniously in, in multiple markets? And, and the last, this is, this is kind of more exploratory, but uh, a, a fair amount of our team is thinking about this is, you couldn't be in tech or, AI or IoT today on a podcast and not mention AI, but we're we're really excited about applying AI and ML to the large data sets that we're pulling together, and we're at the earliest days of of, of taking that data and, and and creating more insights for our customers, whether it's automated alerts or predictive maintenance. We we see a lot of opportunity there, and uh, also harmonizing it with other applications that require more bandwidth. So camera analytics has has come a long way. Um, there's there's tons of interesting solved problems to be solved with that tech, but we see a, a, a real interesting marriage of how do you combine battery-powered IoT devices with the analytics together, and, and we're working to, to pull that together. Okay. And maybe this ties into some things that we talked about earlier, but I was kind of curious to understand how Machine Q gets into the market, you know, kind of your go-to-market approach, right? Do you, now, do you actually handle, does the company actually handle a lot of the uh, sales uh, activity and outreach, or do you rely on partners to drive sales and customers? Because if you're, you know, focused nationally and internationally, I mean, that's, that's a big market. So mm-hmm. uh, to, to kind of have one company cover. So I didn't know how, uh, how much of a focus that comes internally versus with partners. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a mix of both, but I would say we're, we're still in a place where the enterprises we're working for, um, the solutions are repeatable, but everyone requires a significant amount of customization. Um, that could be how they use the application, the alerts they want, specific solutions they're looking for. So it's really important to us to have a, a long kind of invested consultative sale 
and and the way that team has grown under our, our sales leadership is is bringing on subject experts from those those markets. So in each of our verticals, our sales leads actually have a long history of working in those verticals and bring a ton of expertise that not only helps with our sales process but helps informs our product and engineering team on on how we build things. Um, so we'll continue to rely on that, and hopefully, you know, we'll continue to make that process more repeatable and expandable. Um, we touched on it as well, you know, the, the partnership with Comcast Business, which is huge. I mean, the, the, the amount of kind of leads and, and doors being opened through them is, is really key to our growth and we'll continue to, to strengthen that partnership. Um, and the last one, maybe to give an example, um, where we're, we're partnering with someone that used our platform. Um, Georgia Pacific, you know, the, the massive paper, you know, hygiene products company, over the last two years, they built a, a connected bathroom line called GP Pro and have a software layer called Colo. Um, really interesting product. So it's connected toilet dis paper dispensers, paper towel dispensers, soap dispensers. They bring all that data together and give an application layer for facilities managers, um, staff to clean and manage those restrooms. And so we've started with them kind of as the layer of the network. How do we connect those devices? We will go into a major facility if they're selling into a stadium or a pharmaceutical research campus. We'll do the network topology. We'll deploy that and set that up, and they'll use our network to connect their devices. Um, but what's interesting for us is that brings us an opportunity to, to talk about other solutions that complement their smart bathroom, whether it's indoor asset tracking, facilities management, et cetera. But on the flip side, when we're, we, I, I was at a, a major restaurant ownership group this past week, we're talking about all the things we're doing, but the fact that we can say that Georgia Pacific has this really interesting bathroom product that rides that network, that really validates kind of the investment in our platform for customers, but it shows the value of the platform. So we kind of have, you know, hopefully a win-win that we can, you know, help underline their growth, but then they can help us bring new customers to there. Interesting. Yeah, you can go in a lot of different directions. Yeah. And uh, cover a lot of ground with that. Um, and now since, you know, we were talking up front, right, that Machine Q, right, has been in the market for, for eight years. So, uh, you know, I guess from a high level view, I was wanted to know if there's some updates on just an idea, like the number of customers you have now and, and, and how the, the division is performing, right? I mean, is this a segment of the company profitable now since, you know, starting off, like we were talking about, like as a trial business, I was reading, you know, back, back mm -hmm. in the days. And now, you know, it's been, uh, several years and, and kind of a, I guess we can call it, you know, semi-mature company. Yeah, no, I, I, the, the, hopefully the graduation for us from startup to semi-mature is, is out yeah. there. That, it's a, yeah. I, I, we, we feel that growth. I, I would say the pandemic was a really interesting period. Um, when you're in IOT, ultimately you're dependent on being there in person, deploying something in a, in a physical object. So the pandemic really, you know, challenge that market to grow. And I think you saw kind of a stagnation, but since then it's really taken off. Um, take for example, like food and beverage and hospitality, which are so driven by, um, you know, the, the challenge in the labor markets. And, and I would say, you know, a few years ago when we were interacting with a restaurant client, it was, Hey, uh, IOT sounds great. Just help me figure out Uber eats and how can I move the top line? But now fast forward to today, and they're dealing with all yeah. the staff shortages, increased labor costs. There's so much more willing to invest in automation, utility management. So that, that's changed the trajectory uh, quite a bit. Um, the other thing I would say is over the course of Machine Q, 
when you mentioned wireless IoT, it was all kind of smart home centric. And now in the enterprise, people understand this. It's not a, this isn't yeah. a flash in the pan. It's a long-term trend. And when you talk about LoRaWAN, BLE, battery life, people on the tech side, IT staff, they, they really understand it and, and appreciate its, its benefits. So that that's all you know super positive for the growth of the market. Um, I, I would love to share more about our specific growth, but I was I was kindly told that I have to be careful about being part of Comcast. Uh, <laughs> and ask but, uh, them. <laughs> I know. But I could give maybe two other good anecdotes. Yeah. So sure. We're, when we, you can be as specific a, or as, as non-specific as you can be. Yeah. Yeah. In in pharma, we're in. I would I would say pilot and beyond with six of the mm-hmm. top 10 global leaders um, and food and beverage. And again, this is all credit to, to Comcast business and, and, and partially the quick bite team that helps <laughs> manage those services today. We're, we're in, in that same kind of pilot and beyond with eight out of 10 of the top eight of the top 15 us QSR brands. Wow. So again, enormous opportunity out there. Again, all of these relationships take a long time to kind of move from ideation to pilot to scale. But um, I would say for the whole industry, the the willingness to invest is is dramatically improving and and we see tons of opportunity there. Yeah. I imagine the conversations um, uh, gotten a little bit easier to have, right? Because I think maybe six, eight, seven years ago, talking about enterprise IoT, maybe, uh, you know, the, the benefit may not have been uh, easy for somebody to grasp, you know, right away. But it feels like, yeah, well, now that you've got a lot of, uh, you know, you've got a track record and, and a lot of deployments to show and what the results are, I'm guessing that that probably makes it a little bit easier <laughs> to, yeah. uh, to start, get the conversation at least started. Yeah, I'd say I, one other anecdote. When we were pitching a very large brand in the early days of Machine Q, I remember this very specific slide. It was a layout of their restaurant with kind of iconography of like the connected restroom, you know, temperature sensors in your fridge, et cetera. But it was a lot of like selling the vision, selling the underlying technology. Um, fast forward to today, um, the, the visit I was on this week, we presented 23 individual solutions um, that were were specific to that restaurant. And again, a few wow. of those are speculative, but the others were with real hardware, yeah. real real heft behind them. And I would say what's helped us dramatically as an organization is that domain expertise of each of those verticals, being able to kind of speak the talk, being able to understand the specifics of how a scientist interacts with something versus a restaurant manager versus a hotelier. It, it, being being able to kind of specialize our products and our knowledge for those markets, that's that's been probably the biggest differentiator for us over the last year or two. Okay. And I think the last thing today, Brian, is um, uh, I know we're, that's already February <laughs> for the year, <laughs> but uh, what, what are the biggest priorities um, for this year? Is it all about, uh, uh, you know, growing the business, growing the applications and use cases? Uh, you know, what's kind of fr- uh, yeah, front of the, uh, the burner or what's on the front burner right now? Yeah, I kind of hit on this before. Number one is just growing the number of solutions for each of those verticals. We we feel really confident in kind of the building blocks, you know, across the stack from the device all the way up to the install. Now it's just kind of leveraging all those tools in place and adding adding more solutions. I think that that helps the sales motion move faster, increases our, our share of wallet, makes the deal, you know, certainly have a more clear ROI for our customers. Um, we talked about international a bit. That that's probably a close second or third. Um, and then the, the last one is is we we continue to find 
interesting requests on like a weekly basis. Um, we talked about bed bugs, talked about um, some of the asset tracking things. Um, we continue to try to be really nimble and really responsive to, to our customers. And we're, we're in a place where most times I would say we either can find someone in the market that's done a specific thing, whether it's a, a vape detector or a humidity sensor down the line. Um, but we're also willing to build um, first party devices where it makes sense. And that's something the team is, is I know our team is like really passionate about really embracing those challenges. So amongst all those other growth things is trying to keep an open mind and finding time to, to take risks and be exploratory with new solutions. Right. Yeah. I got to be able to keep an eye on, on what's on the horizon and try to figure out, Hey, which, which of these ideas have legs, yeah, legs to them. Right. Okay. Well, great. Well, I think that's where we're going to leave it today, Brian. So uh, thanks again for your time and insights. So it was good to catch up with you and, and get caught up on where machine Q is going. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate your time and uh, appreciate all your work. And we'll, I love being a light reading reader and I'll, I'll, I'll keep up on all the news you're bringing to us. All right. Well, Hey, thanks. Appreciate it, Brian. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks.